0: Ladies and gentlemen, grab your drinks and popcorn. Teddy's feature is about to begin. Welcome to Celluloid Codswallop. <laughs> Hello, oh, and welcome to an episode of Sailor Light like Codswap. Now, I am flying solo again because unfortunately, Gemma is unwell, but you know, it's always good. I've got a brilliant, wonderful guest on, and the great thing is, we've even got a return guest, uh, which a lady we've had on before, Emma Melinia. Emma, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for coming on again. Now. For those, uh, you know, the tadpoles who have listened previously, when you were on, Emma, you uh, were talking all about you, you, the, your work and the great things you do as a cosplayer. Mm. And we touched upon in that uh, that kind of like chat, that interview, your love of horror films.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: <laughs> Got I a thought, few props
1: hanging about,
0: uh, oh, about yes. horror I thought, movies. I, yep. <laughs> I thought, who better to have on to discuss Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street than you?
1: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of my favourite franchises. So I hope I'm not going to make a fool of myself because I haven't watched them in a long time. So,
0: <laughs> Do not worry. I'm sure you'll probably know more than I do, but this will be like a bit of a freewheeling chat. Mm-hmm. And what I, just to let the tadpoles in on a really cool thing, Emma has a proper Freddy-style glove, which mm-hmm. just looks absolutely amazingly brilliant.
1: Yeah, from Part 3, which is my favourite the franchise um it's it was made by trick-or-treat uh they're really famous for making horror props and it's usually fairly good quality for the price but yeah they made uh like several gloves from almost every uh, every part and it's all metal and it's absolutely brilliant (laughs) it's really really cool
0: it does look really, really good, and I'm real. Well, I'm going to talk to you a bit more about that. But just to set the scene, we're going to be discussing as best we can the whole Elm Street franchise. or will touch on as much as we can discuss and remember. Mm, um, yep. <laughs> but it's. I was rewatching the the original film, and it's always quite interesting to think because it kicked off, you know, in 1984, mm. um, and it all sprang. In my memory, serves me correctly from an experience Wes Craven had, where when he was younger, he'd seen a very scary guy looking in, I think the window at the the, the apartment he lived in.
1: Yeah, that's it right. I think of, it was from his bedroom window or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it kind of really stuck with him. And then as as time went on, he you know he created this this horror character, yeah, in the form of Freddy Krueger, who. In some iterations, has been a ch- ch- child killer, and then some iterations, it's been suggested as a child molester and a killer, and obviously not a nice person to meet. But it was, yeah, it was interesting to see the person he cast in the role. So you know, it yes. wasn't like when you look at, say, you know, Jason, it's kind of like a big imposing figure. Mm. But he, you know, he cast uh, Robert Englund, who's known as like a, a the, I think he was. From what I can remember, trained with like kind of looking at Shakespeare's acting. He was probably best known for the VTV series at that point. Mm. He was yep, not a true. guy. He, he's not a guy you'd associate with kind of being terrifying <laughs> and scary. You know, when you and when you look at him as a person, he's actually an incredibly nice chap. You know, I've met uh, him.
1: is yes, me too. <laughs> he's he's yeah.
0: amazing. Yeah, and a really nice guy. And the thing, my kind of. Link to the film goes back to when I was a kid because I always remember seeing, and I, it's, it's very interesting when you mention that part three is your favorite, mm. seeing the videotape for that,
2: mm. and always
0: thinking, wow, this looks kind of interesting. And I remember I was too young to but I was saying to my dad, like, what is this? And he told me all about the first nightmare film. He said, yes, it's quite a scary uh, film to see before mm. Freddie became this kind of like, I guess, al- almost like a comical figure, more of a figure that you kind of saw yeah, the...
1: It's, um, it's like a pop culture figure. Yes. Now. You know, it's yeah. it, people literally, even kids had like pajamas with like Fiddy Krueger's, you know, stripes of his jumper. It's, it's just insane. But yeah, it was just like a weird pop culture figure. Um, yeah, a bit morbid, but...
0: <laughs> well, it, it's kind of weird... <laughs> That he yeah. became this this pop culture figure and this thing that people you know he was in like music videos and you'd see him oh, at, mm. uh, you know at, at events and things and you talk about a character that's a child killer
1: yes With, and molester
0: <laughs> it's yeah.
1: just insane um, but it's, um, this is what movie movies do you know it's just we obviously uh, kind of like. Glorify uh, serial killers in some way, mm-hmm. but uh, people obviously know this is not real, and so yeah, it's I, th- I think human beings always like kind of attracted to the morbid. It's mm-hmm. it's just how it is. People you know watch like serial killers documentaries and they're like intrigues, and it's not because people like it. It's just that we try to understand and like you know uh, try to connect with like you know kind of like. Uh, why these people would do these kind of things and we try to understand. And obviously, I think this is kind of like why horror movies, uh, you know, characters like that are just so glorified. It's just because we know it's not real, but at the same time, it's just extremely uh, morbid and intriguing. <laughs> it's just, yeah.
0: And how did you first, I mean, we obviously touched upon the fact that we both enjoy this franchise. How did you first kind of become aware of the, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street films and Freddy and what kind of drew your mm. attention to like Oh, my
1: God. I I must have been a teenager because, obviously, I, I didn't watch them when they were released because I wasn't born. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I, I wasn't really allowed to watch horror movies as a kid. So <clears throat> a lot of these movies I watched when I was a teenager and when I started mm-hmm. to like really get my head into pop culture movies and you know it kind of like started with like rocky horror picture shows and you know like trying to like it, yeah it it was just me digging on the internet I think at this point uh mm-hmm. and then yeah and then I got really uh uh interested about all these big horror movie franchises and I thought yeah this this is really cool because it's it's so especially in the 80s I feel like they had to be very imaginative with the way they had to deal with, you know, the gruesome, I would say. Mm. And, um, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. And you know, that I I have obviously a a love for art in general, (laughs) but like, Mm -hmm. especially in these movies, you know, people were like using animatronics, they were using robotics and it was like, you know, they were really trying to like, uh, find the best way to make things uh um, you know look real and uh and obviously they didn't have CGI and all that stuff and it's just absolutely incredible what they could make uh as a team and especially on low budget especially in the 80s i feel like all of these horror movie franchises especially when they started they were on really low budget Mm. and And it is
0: It is quite an amazing thing to think how much looking at 80s horror in general, which I still think has spawned the Mm. best kind of horror we have. You know, they always, the films I go back to, but if you look at Elm Street, you know, like the burn effect for Mm. Freddy and the effects where he's doing things like cutting off, you know, his own fingers and things. It's all going to be a practical effect. Exactly. Where I think Elm Street really works is that it is something we can all relate to and i don't mean like you know the weirdness and horror of what freddy is but mm. we can all relate to dreams we can mm. all relate to having scary dreams uh, and nightmares that that um that terrify you and it's very interesting when you also look at the film because in a lot of um horror films you get a huge elaborate backstory for the for the bad guy yes And you don't really get that in Elm Street, which kind of surprised me when I rewatched. it. It's almost like a bit of a throwaway line discussing.
1: Yeah, Uh, especially the first one. I feel like, obviously, mm -hmm. after, like, I think around part four, they really started to, like, dig into his past. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, you kind of get thrown into it in part one and you're like, what the heck is this guy? You know, like, it's, yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Because you got like a whole list out. Well, they did like an episode. That, I mean, they even span off a TV series to this. Yes, uh, I've, I've never nightmares.
2: watched it. though. <laughs> yes, uh, I oh, never it's
0: good. It. Uh, well, I've never properly watched it apart from the first episode, but that gives you a proper kind of background of where mm-hmm. Freddie came from. They, they did dream- the court case and all that kind of stuff. And had showing, you know, for those who don't know, spoiler alert, but we are talking a film from 1984. You know, mm-hmm. Freddie, his... Again, the thing I was wondering is, did he really do what they're saying he did? Was he mistaken identity? But that's kind of a bit of a grey area, but he's hunted down by the local parents of the area and set on fire and dies and becomes this awful murdering nightmare character. Yeah. I mean... And then there's the whole story of like Amanda Kruger's mother being locked in a mental institution when she didn't yes. know and being raped by all the people and that created this evil entity. But I know. I, it's, sometimes, it's, I do sometimes <laughs> wonder: is it possible that Freddy's done nothing <laughs> <He's just> been...
1: <laughs> I feel. I feel like it, no. I mean, there's obviously. Uh, it, <laughs> I feel like he tracked very well with you know the backstory of Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger, but it's. I, I wanted to add actually that Freddy Krueger was. Um, like Wes Craven uh, got inspired by a bully that he had uh, at school named Fred Krueger. <laughs> literally, that was his name. And I'm like, how did this guy never sued? Does it? Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, That's the most evil. Ca- it's insane. That it's like the most evil character. In like every home, like everybody knows him, but like. <laughs> this is insane. Like it literally has the same name, but yeah, it's so I interesting. Mean, you,
0: are right. you are right. Everybody does know because the entire image is iconic. You know, the mm, jumper, yeah. the the glove, the, the the mask. And I also love when you look at the original film. Um, you know, who's one of the one one of the main people who got in it? A really young Johnny Depp.
1: Yes. Was it? It wasn't known before this movie. Like I haven't really dug into Johnny Depp's, you know, uh, I, be, like I, before I, fame. <laughs> I would say
0: I don't believe he was that. I mean, he was in Twenty One Jump Street, but that could be around the oh. same sort of time. But but I think he only, as I understand it, he turned up to the uh, audition, and I think one of his friends might have been auditioning for it. And he did it on just mm. like a whim, and that that's where it went from. Uh, to And he's become this huge star within this film. It's probably only the second worst thing that's ever happened to him in bed. Right. Oh, wow. We we won't linger on that. (laughs) But what, um, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting film. I mean, some elements of it really do make me laugh. Like when she's trying to get, you know, when, uh, Nancy basically works out how she can battle Freddy, and she's like mm-hmm. screaming for for help. She seems to be quite ignored by the police. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: it's, it's, that's this is what's scary about these movies as well. Mm. It's just you can't really like nobody can believe you. You know, mm. it's just so far fetched. Um, but like you know, I remember like um, obviously the first person you see killed is Tina. And it's just like, I think this is the best, it's so morbid, but it's like the best killing scene I probably had seen. Because it's just, you never seen this before. You know, the way mm. like she literally flew onto the ceiling and then like she was struggling. It's just so weird. It's like something you can't see, you know? And this is what was really terrifying, I felt like. And nobody can believe you, like, because it's something that happens in your. Dreams
0: and uh, yeah, and it, it is kind of amazing to think for an opening of the film, like when I said, you don't get a major kind of big build up to who Fred Freddy is or mm. Fred as he's you know, <laughs> this Christmas being Fred Kruger, the film <laughs> literally dumps you straight into the start of her having a nightmare mm. and. The, the reaction to it, and then she finds out that it's happening in reality in a cloak, you know, it's gone into the real world, her clothes are slashed, and then she's having like freak out dreams and things from it. And yeah. you are right, it's quite a shocking. I mean, you're right, when she yep. killed him, it's like she's going around the entire room. That's really messed up. It's,
1: it, yeah, <laughs> it's really messed up. And you're like, okay, this is not a joke, <laughs> you know, this, I get it now. But but it was really interesting actually in that scene if i do remember they had one of those uh big rot- rotating sets so mm-hmm. you know when she was actually on the ceiling she was actually on the floor and you know they were like rotating this entire
2: mm-hmm.
1: bedroom uh, and i think they used that several times throughout the franchise and it's one of those things as well you're like this is absolutely insane and I remember a story where they were, like, uh, I can't remember exactly which scene. I, I think it was actually for Johnny Depp's uh, uh, scene. But, like, you know, when there's, like, this entire, like, uh, blood pouring, Um I mean. Yeah, it, the room was actually upside down, and they were like, it was actually insane because the blood was so heavy that the, the room kept spinning. And they were like, oh my God, people, are like, <laughs> like, all the technicians were like flying around. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> they, they kept the scene because it was absolutely amazing, but they're like, it, it, you know, they didn't know what to do. And it's just, uh, it, it's like things like that. It's just absolutely incredible, <laughs> like in the 80s, you know, all it the is. practical effects. Yeah.
0: It is true because I mean, I love watching the first one, seeing the practical effects being done. I mean, like,
1: mm. I
0: love the scene where Freddy starts coming through the wall, which is obviously just against like a rubber, yes. a rubber background. But I mean, it looks phenomenal as an image. And you're right, when it comes to this huge explosion of blood going everywhere, mm. it's to think that's all done practically is quite amazing. But I know they
1: were literally just throwing a bucket from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously they return the, the, the picture, but it's just, yeah, it's it's absolutely insane.
0: I mean, one thing I always find really strange watching this film is that obviously all these people are getting killed in the dreams and it's creating major problems. So, you know, Nancy gets taken off to see a sleep doctor mm. who's interestingly played by the same man who voices Roger Rabbit. Um, Ooh,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But also, who seems very, very new to his job. (laughs) He doesn't seem to really know what dreams are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Charles Flesher, isn't it?
0: Yes, that's the one, Charles Flesher.
1: Yeah, actually, I I talk to him time to time because we we know each other. Brilliant. uh, Wow. Yeah. And it it does this amazing. I don't know if you've seen, um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like going. (laughs) but like it does these amazing paintings and it's so surreal it's like surrealists but like when you look at them you're like yeah this is charles Fleischer. like this this is him (laughs) it's just
2: he has like
1: yeah his mind is absolutely incredible like and it's yeah he's so talented and uh but yeah yeah he's a cool dude (laughs)
0: No, I'd love to see. I'll have to work out somewhere I can see the stuff that he's done because yeah, mm. he's, yeah, you, he's you brilliant.
1: Should. Yes,
0: brilliant. Very interesting man. But yeah, yeah, his character in this seems to not to not really know about his, his um <laughs> his chosen topic. You know what what he actually work is, 'cause because he gives a very kind of like I don't know. They're all kind of like the weird illusions. No one yeah. really knows what dreams are really. <laughs> <You laughs> this <don't laughs> is job.
2: Oh God. Yeah. I,
0: it's like when you look at the characters in general within the film, that some of them are just really weird. Because there's like a, with Johnny Depp's character, they refer to him as a, a jock, and I'm looking at Johnny Depp thinking, "Really? Yeah, wearing a very, wearing a very, uh, a very feminine cut off top." And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it was the '80s joke, I don't know, <laughs> but it 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 did look kind of proper, like it mm. like a normal kid. Yeah, it doesn't. I feel like, yeah, maybe Jock's evolved into something different because I feel like we have more like the pictures of the Jock's in the 90s because all of the teenager movies, you know.
2: That's true. But
1: maybe.
0: <laughs> I just thought it'd be, you know, I'm thinking of Jock. I'm always thinking of a big kind of stocky yeah. muscular guy, you know, which is not something you and think And like a proper arsehole,
1: you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's not,
1: it's, you know, it's kind of sweet. Like, it's not, yeah, it's so weird.
0: But it's, uh, it's the whole uh, the, what I like, I also like about the film is you're not presented with people who were kind of like perfect characters. Mm. You know, you look at Nancy's family, Uh, mm. I think her parents are divorced, aren't they? Dad's like the sheriff or the head of the police. Her mother seems to be a bit of a lush and he's basically drunk 98% yep. of the time by the looks of things. And uh, nobody kind of believes her. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very, you know, she's in a, well, I guess it's like the no one situation. As just you said, who's going to believe you'd be saying, well, actually, mm. there's a mad burnt killer with a, a metal glove stalking my dreams and killing everybody. Yeah, It's not going to be something but, you kind of buy into.
1: Yeah, but I feel it's also why Friedrich Krueger might target those kids. It's mm. because they're already in, into some sort of dysfunctional families, you know, and so easy targets, kind of. Maybe
0: now very true very true i mean it's i think again touching we're jumping all over on the film a bit but touch on this Mm. on the practical effects the scene where the the mother is killed Mm. um it's a brilliant effect i mean the whole thing of the whole sinking through the bed the fire thing the lot it's it's interesting it's a it's it would all be done with cg now and it would look i think Nowhere yeah. near as impressive or, or good as it could as it could be.
1: I agree. Yeah, I mean, this is why I think it's why people also nostalgic about the 80s. It's just yes. all these practical effects. You, it, you know, it, it, it feels closer at home somehow. It's just really strange, but like, it, it was so much better. <laughs> you know, it's more believable to some extent. But um, yeah.
0: And, and what I found very interesting when you look at the film is it's kind of fast paced. You know, when I rewatched yes. it, it's not an incredibly short run film for its runtime, but it, it, you know, it's got comedy yeah. and it moves, uh, you know, it doesn't, nothing is kind of bogged down with it. As I said, you don't get a massive backstory for, for Freddy Krueger. Yes. You see him killing various different people in horrible ways. You see <laughs> the impact that's having in the real world. And mm-hmm. then shifts to <laughs> I'm only laughing because I after Johnny Depp's character has been killed, uh and the sort of saying basically to the family, you know, you can you can see him, it'll be fine. Yeah. The the, the whole police interaction with the family seems kind of pretty much <laughs> fast and loose. It, yeah. There's no kind of like caring for them. No, uh, no You no. know, Paul Nancy's across trying to shout out to the police. I do like the pouch he says to like the guy what says to one of the police officers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, know. basically, like, get my dad, you asshole.
1: <laughs> I just, I, there's so these movies are so quotable as well. Like, it's just absolutely brilliant. But yeah, it, it is really fast paced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I should have rewatched it before. I, I really came and prepared because I feel like I haven't watched that in like two years. Don't worry. <laughs> you
0: No worries. I mean, the, one but, of the big things that is distracting about the film is that uh, throughout the entire film, and it's even in the trivia comments I read, Heather Langenkamp has this big zit on the head that oh. just seems to constantly be noticeable.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall that. But,
0: oh well, I can promise you when you watch it, it will catch your eye. <laughs> yeah, so
1: now that I know. Oh,
0: God. But it, I always like within the film, and I think it, it became more prevalent as the series went on, that certain, like, elements where there's humour when Freddie, when she sets up a trap to stop Freddie, like mm. he gets hit in the groin with a, a mm. uh, you know, a big hammer, um, and he's, like, falling around and hurting himself. It's It, it shows the elements of humour. Mm. But, again, the fast-paced move of the film towards the end yeah, um, is the thing that gets me. It goes from this kind of the horror thing, everything's going awful, they think the mother's dead, to, then you're going out into all looks like the nice outside mm. um, where it's all kind of sunny and everything's going to be great and fine which in hindsight it's obvious it isn't yes you know <laughs> he's in the car with everybody who's already dead yes yeah with a and, lo- and I a love
1: form. that yeah yeah <laughs> it, it really shows that it's you know because it's a dream you can't really kill him mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah I mean they do that in every end of movies i'm pretty sure every Mm. movie has like this sort of endings except maybe the final nightmare but Mm -hmm. um well
0: well, the end of the film also again, if you've not seen it sorry spoilers people where (laughs) they realize that you know the car's going away and Mm -hmm. the mother gets suddenly pulled through a uh through the door the glass of the door in which is an obvious model yeah yes of her made me think of the phantasm films because they always Ooh. end with someone being pulled through glass by yes. Tom or one of his <laughs> minions i feel i feel
1: like I, I wouldn't be surprised it got inspired I'll be honest with you because mm. there's like a I feel like there's like a little you know nodes to other uh, you know movies from like the 70s um but yeah 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 you're right
0: and, uh, and I worship at the shrine of the, fa- I mean, I love the Phantasm films. I think that, I, the, yes. the, the, uh, you know, as much I love the Elm Street run, Phantasm is high on my list. It's probably yes. the top of my list. Now, <laughs> you would think that, you know, Freddy, it could have been it, night on Elm Street, bump, it'd all be finished. But it spun off a huge number of sequels. Mm. Uh, Ever changing in style. Now I'm going to hopscotch because you were saying that the third one is your favourite. So tell me why you like that one so much. What what's the particular appeal on that? So
1: one? so I feel like well first of all the the original soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, has the best music in all of them. Uh, but also the, I feel like the dynamic kind of changed in this one because the the So you have this group of kids that come together and Mm kind of like find a way, uh, you know, um, to kill Freddie, but like all together. And it's kind of interesting the way they played with the dream and like how they uh, understood that it was their dreams and they could, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. pretty much be anything they want in those dreams. And I thought it was kind of like a different turn on how they were, you know, uh, uh, You know, with the previous movies, it was very different. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really do, I really did like that because they also like got a little bit more imaginative with, you know, uh, with the dream aspect as well. I feel like, Uh,
0: you know. The third one was the Dream Warriors, wasn't
1: it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's Uh, right. And it's, that's the, that's again, probably for me. I don't think I've probably seen number two, but I mean, obviously, it doesn't stick in my head, but Dream Warriors does just for some of the shit. I mean, very imaginative death in it, particularly the TV.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. This is <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> the TV thing mm-hmm. where, you know, one of the main characters is pulled in. Yeah. And if I remember Heather Langenkamp returned in that one, I think, didn't she, in the Dream Warriors? So I got yes. that right. Nancy. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So it was, as you said, because it had, you know, it, it expanded on the fact that it was kind of a larger cast. They were showing elements where they had control. They could do things. Yes. Um, I think of that. Is that the Welcome to Prime Time line?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Again, it has so many.
1: Yes, it has so many. Oh, it's just, oh, I love this so much. Because it, it, I think this is also the turning point where people started to kind of like him.
2: Because yes.
1: it, it kind of got yes. a little bit funnier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, he started really to do like play on the words and like be really sassy and, you know, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. And like, um, I, and not everybody died at the end of it, which is kind of nice. <laughs> it, um, it, yeah.
0: And you are right. It's strange that he goes from being this horrific, evil character to almost a figure of mirth and fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. with combat lines. And <laughs>
1: yeah. It, it was very, um. Uh, obviously it's, it kind of made me think, it's uh, obviously a little bit better, but it kind of made me think of, like, child's play and, you know, uh, mm. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Chucky was kind of, like, this same character in terms of, like, the kind of funny, but, like, you know, sassy and, yeah. I, I It's just, I think this is why these characters are so popular, because they find humour in, like, the most horrific ways, <laughs>
0: And it, putting Freddy to one side within the, uh, you know, the Dream Warriors, do you have a particular favorite character within that film?
1: Um, I mean, Kristen is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, like, I haven't watched that in so long, so I can't remember mm-hmm. everybody's names. Um, uh, but, like, the, the kid that, uh, obviously, he dies, but I thought it was really cool get the kid that was on the uh, wheelchair
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: like in his dreams, it kind of like you know it, it's it you know it, it like it started to like become someone that he wanted to become and and mm-hmm. fight his fears and I thought that was really really cool as well. It was a really diverse cast when you think mm-hmm. about it as well, like you know. It, no,
0: it was an incredibly diverse cast yeah. actually for that film, and it's come upon by uh, quite a few documentaries because I think it had uh, a guy who was I think one of the characters was was gay. I don't know if they were openly gay within it, but they were kind of like an empowered character, you know, character within that film. And it's, it's interesting that you saw that kind of level of diversity Mm. uh, within, within that kind of film. And it was the, the way the franchise kind of shifted and went on. I mean, when he got to Freddy's dead, that was supposed to be the final kind of film. I always felt that was a bit of a letdown in the way they finished it. Mm. It, It, you know, okay, so he, you know, like all the weird kind of evil spirits within Freddy vanish and dissipate, and all that kind of stuff, and mm. that he's supposed to. It. It's over, it's finished. You know, I think at that point, uh, possibly even you know Robert Englund had got sick of it and it become too much of an amusing thing, and I suspect even to a degree, Res Craven had washed his hands of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's also because they didn't do all well uh in box office that's true and also where's craven they they changed there's literally a director in like a complete different director in each movie so i think there was also like kind of uh was it new line cinema that produced it
2: yes yeah Yeah.
1: so i think there was also like a battle with the guys at new line cinema because obviously it was kind of their baby and Wes Craven, I think there was a fight in between those guys. And it wasn't you know, always uh, um, going s- smoothly, I'd say.
0: So. Uh, but it was, I mean, I even remember with like, you know, you know Freddy's dead. Uh, one of my friends was telling me, you know, basically the, how the film ended. And I was like, really, that's it. That's how they're finishing mm. it off. And it was like, that will be it. There'll be no more.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and obviously we then got a new nightmare. Yes, which I love. A lot of people don't seem to dig that film, but I think it's brilliant. (laughs) And I find that the way Freddy is designed in that far more terrifying than in any of the other films we've seen him in. And I mean, what a brilliant idea that was to kind of try to cross it from being, it's, you know, we kind of see now with films where you're trying to get them to, To to almost cross into like different universes Mm. into the real world. But this great idea of saying, well, actually, the Mm. reason these films were made Mm. was to, you know, to keep some evil entity within the character in the film. And you cross into having them playing themselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was very inception. (laughs) Like inception kind of thing. I mean, yeah, definitely not, it's not my favorite. Either, <laughs> because <laughs> um, I, I think it's just like too much. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, I feel like it denature a little bit uh, the main storyline, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it was interesting. Like yeah. it, they obviously take a different turn in every movie and which is why it's also you know it's it's a good franchise because of that as well. Um, well, I,
0: I like it if you, you know, it's nice to different. If it was all me just saying what I love, there'd be no fun in doing this kind <laughs> of stuff. So, but I did find that appearance and style of him far more disturbing. Like the glove was mm. kind of built into the hand. Well, it wasn't even a glove really. It was like built into his hand. And that's, yeah, the,
1: that's the, whole,
0: true. the whole makeup looked more scary. Mm.
1: Um,
0: And it kind of worked for me on that, but it, it, it shows what, he got to that by the way to change things up and see how things could be different and have the people playing themselves some elements more successful than others. Um, within that, though I'll say Wes Craven's a better actor or was a better actor than that I thought it would be. Um, <laughs>
1: um I mean, yeah, the,
0: it was we, we, all we, right. <laughs> we also saw him in for a small bit in Jane in with Jane Silent Bob, so <laughs> yes. <was> too bad. <laughs> but um. It's interesting to then see that, you yeah. know, Freddy got turned into a crossover character
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they made um, Freddy versus Jason. Now, I'm intrigued to see what you think of that, Emma. Actually,
1: really, I should really... I know it had... I can't remember how it was received, but I did like it. I thought it was really <laughs> good <laughs> because I also really like Friday the 13th. So mm-hmm. it's... um yeah, I prefer Nightmare on Elm Street, because I feel like Friday the 13th is really good, but it's kind of like the same, pretty much synopsis every time. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I really, really enjoy that. Um, and yeah.
0: I mean, it's, the it's, weird thing for me is that was a film I remember. I, I didn't see the cinema, but I do remember mm-hmm. sitting and watching with my dad. And my dad's not a huge horror fan, <laughs> but I think even mm-hmm. he got an enjoyment out of it. But it's, uh, I mean, it's this strange thing, isn't it? That, I mean, the Freddy and, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Jason also crossed over into comic books.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, they're not comic books for children in any shape or form, but they are interesting. So it gives you a bit more of a kind of story. I remember reading a few of those and finding it quite interesting. But it, I always think was... You know freddie versus jason was there a lost opportunity where we could have had freddie against maybe an even more interesting character because i know you have the obvious differences in the fact that you know the idea is that freddie is manipulated that the children have all forgotten about him and he's no longer able to yeah to to, to kill people so he, he basically puppet controls you know jason to go and kill people when he poses yeah. with his mother in <laughs> the dreams and we, we see bits of history for the, you know, for, for the characters. And it's quite, again, there's that element of humour. So I guess I wouldn't say it's like the most disturbing horror known to man to mm. watch, that, but it's, it's got, you know, it has got jump scares and elements to it. But
2: yeah.
0: I kind of wonder, could Freddy have been put up against a film a that maybe would have suited him a bit more on a, a disturbing psychological level?
1: Uh, like Hellraiser,
0: maybe. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was rumoured they were they wanted to have uh, him in the uh, yeah, in like the Pinhead, ad, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. have Pinhead in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: right Because mm. that whole thing came from the end of one of the Friday the 13 films, didn't it? Where you saw the gloved hand pop out mm-hmm. the grave and drag the mass down. So it's one of these things that have been in in the, you know, brewing as a creation for a very, very long time. Uh, But yeah, I think Pinhead could have been a far more interesting character to put put him up against.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but yeah, I think Pinhead is like literally the first that came to my mind. Um, Yeah.
0: And physically, yeah, I think they would probably better match.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's kind of interesting also the way they battle because obviously, Jay, um, yeah, Jason is like such a big guy and Freddy is mm-hmm. like, you know, this little dude. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I see what you mean.
0: I mean, the other thing is that like, there have been so many other different kind of crossovers with Freddy, because if memory serves me, I think there was a, a crossover with him with the Evil Dead wow. uh, at one point. In a comic book form, which would probably have worked
1: hmm. quite
0: amazingly, if they'd actually got it, you know, onto onto the silver screen. Yeah. Something like that, that panning out with with Ash would have been. <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, yeah. that'd be cool. From
0: from an amusing point, because they're both pretty mm-hmm. good at quips.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh.
0: Now, unfortunately, we come to probably the worst thing, which is Deep Breath, the remake.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I only watched that once, so. Uh, <laughs>
0: We're very similar on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was a very long time ago. I'm pretty sure I watched it mm. when I was a teenager. I haven't watched it since. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, because when was it released? Like, 2000.
0: I'm, I'm not 17?
1: sure, but it's it's it could be Season something 10? like that. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like 20. <laughs> yeah. End of my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it was, not I think. I think that obviously. Uh. You yeah. know. It. It wasn't like subtle anymore. I think mm-hmm. that was one of the issue that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even though you kind of know that uh, Fuji Kruger is kind of like this child molester and everything, it's not really out there in the original uh, franchise. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you, you kind of uh, still totally kind of yeah. like speculate, uh, you know, of what he really has done. Um, but uh, yeah.
0: Mm. Well, you're right because with the remake it really was up you know was up on front street showing exactly yeah. what he was supposed to have done um i mean i i had high hopes of that i re- mm-hmm. you know i was thinking this could really kind of work you know they, they had a very good cast within it um yeah the, the burn makeup look we used to be close to. I guess it's realistic that I think I remember reading an interview. They said they wanted to get even worse with it, but they reckon it would have just been too mm, uh, too yeah, yeah, but
1: it wasn't Robert England. M- I think that's also no.
0: That's, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's
1: the thing, isn't it? Like it, it. Yeah. It. Yeah. This character is Robert England. I feel like there's mm. there's nobody like nobody else can really play him as. Mm-hmm. You know, he has such like a stance and uh, yeah, it's I think this is why he kept coming back as well. Like, (laughs) you know, it's this is him. Um, So, yeah, maybe also that was why. uh, Yeah, you could tell it wasn't the same character somehow.
0: Yeah. and he I was unfortunately the same position, I guess, that you've been in that I watched it once and I've never felt the need (laughs) to go back to it. Yeah, and I just thought, God, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's a shame because, you know, I don't think Robert Englund, I mean, interesting, when you talk about Robert England being Freddie?
2: Mm. Uh,
0: the, the, there were rumours they might want to try it again. And he interestingly, I mean, Robert Englund said he has no interest in playing the part again, but he suggested Kevin Bacon.
1: Oh. Uh, Kevin Bacon? <laughs>
0: He, that that's the person Robert Englund himself has suggested would be a good replacement for him. Um, really? I don't. See yeah, it. I mean, well, the things I was thinking, Kevin Bacon isn't that young. <laughs> if you want a franchise, surely you're going to need someone who's going to be able to carry several films. Uh, yeah. You might want somebody who starts out pretty young, and then you know, and then goes from there and carries on. Um, so yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon would not be my by
1: choice. Yeah, no, no, yeah, neither for me. I mean, um, what was his name? Uh, the guy who played the new Pennywise. Was
0: pretty good. Ah, Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she I, I could maybe see, see.
1: Yeah, I could maybe see him because uh, it all it also has the build a little bit. You know, hmm. I mean, it, it, I'm pretty sure he's taller than Robert England, <laughs> but he kind of has like this. Kind a uh, uh, presence that maybe could work, and he did a fem- phenomenal job on Pennywise. Like, it, uh, I sh- I'm sure he could take any kind of horror character and make it his own. Um, mm.
0: yeah, no, I, maybe. Think, I, think that's, I think that's very true. I think that would work, it's but it will be a very hard act to follow, and I think that's the problem mm-hmm. he had when they remade it. It's, yeah. I mean, if it was me. Um, if I was going to try and look at doing any kind of uh, reboot, so to speak, I would probably try. I'd throw truckloads of cash at Robert England. Uh, <laughs> and I'd work on the idea of doing what they did with the Halloween films, what they're going to do with the new Exorcist film, yeah. which is do a direct sequel of some sort. Uh, I know you love number three, so no offence to you, Emma, but, you know, just to do some kind of direct sequel to the first one that yeah. ignores anything else that's happened and see where they could go from there. That That is what I would do, and I think it would be quite interesting if you saw that, to maybe have mm. this idea that Freddy's been lurking in the background for a very long time mm. um, and where it would go from there. But, hey, you know... <laughs> that's just my idea what what would you do if you were if you if you were given the keys and told the key so to speak and told right you know run with it
1: i mean yeah i would probably continue the first movie as well like i feel mm-hmm. like because it kind of established you know the character and uh, yeah and i know it's like coming back to the source really mm-hmm. so yeah i would do i would probably do that i mean because Yeah, as much as I love part three, you know, or like part four, it's just that it doesn't. It's obviously a little, like I said earlier, it's like a different dynamic. But like, come back to the proper horror, maybe, and uh, extend on that uh, from the first movie. That that could be interesting, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I could see that.
0: Even though, really, sorry, go on.
1: No, no, I was like, even though I know, like, nobody likes part two, (laughs) 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 but like. I thought it was really interesting uh, the way you know obviously Freddy Krueger kind of like tried to personify himself through his victim. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was also really clever because mm-hmm. it can't be out there in the real world, you know. So maybe maybe extending on that could also be interesting actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it and what could. Be- very interesting excuse me if they did do that you know just pimping my idea out here if they did the idea of going from the original doing direct sequel is bring back as many people as you can from the original film Mm. still with us have them as more you know as the real age reflecting changes in the world and you could see what the impact freddie had was Mm. um again like they kind of do with the halloween films where you're seeing you know how messed up yeah. Uh, l- Laurie is from what happened to her.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I could see What I that. really,
0: what I really want to ask you about, Emrys, because you know some people who have been involved in this, uh, the actual Elm Street work. Mm-hmm. Tell I mean, me more. <laughs> I
1: mean, uh, the, I mean, we're not like friends, friends, but like obviously, mm-hmm. I know. I've, chatted before with Mark Patton for instance Mm -hmm. uh who's absolutely adorable like is is so sweet (laughs) and um and time to time we talk and like you know ask each other how we're doing and uh, um yeah it's and he, he made like a documentary uh not so long ago I think um Know about his experience on Mm -hmm. part two, and obviously what had happened, because it it kind of disappeared completely Mm -hmm. after the movie, and uh, because it it really it had hurt his, you know, um, career, Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah. If you're interested, it's called (laughs) interested. It's called Scream Queen, and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's I I would definitely recommend this because it's really really interesting. Um, but yeah, is is just the sweetest. <laughs> and obviously, not I met sure. a few other like in conventions and and things like that. But yeah, Mark Patton is pro- probably the only one we kind of uh, chat uh, time mm-hmm. to time.
0: And yeah. and who have you met at the conventions?
1: Uh, okay, so my God, so so Kristen from <laughs> Part Four, mm-hmm. I, I, her name is not coming back to me. Robert England,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Mark Pettin, this is in fourteen,
0: fifteen, maybe sixteen. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I I met Eng, Robert England, and that would be at Birmingham. We can share our experiences of both meeting Robert England,
1: mm. who was
0: just the coolest, <laughs> nicest guy.
1: Is adorable. Is yeah.
0: Oh, God, he was so brilliant. sweet. And. I got. I went to get a pitch. I had my pitch taken at the convention in Birmingham, mm. and he just, uh, I don't know if this is how he was with you, but with me, I just loved it. You know, you, most of the time you go, it's a pitch, you know, it's just you stand next to each other. Yeah. That's it, you know, thank you, nice to meet you, shake hands, it.
2: Yeah. This
0: yeah. is not the case when you meet Robert England. he's come to me, he's, right, strangle me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know
0: no. well, okay <laughs> first, <laughs> first guy i met for the entire day is that picture and what a guy yeah, is really cheeky yeah yeah but, i, I oh. just
1: i just got his autograph but, um yeah it's, it's really funny and uh yeah it, it, you can tell he's trying to like take the time for his fans you know it's not like okay you know next 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 is actually you know you know like how are you what's your name you know, it's kind of nice.
0: It was brilliant for that because the actual interact he showed real interest. Mm, uh, exactly. Because the pe- I was with a couple of my friends and they had pictures of them as well. That was their big thing; they wanted to beat Rob England. And each person, it was different. It was a bit of fun. It was showing mm. interest in them. Uh, I'm very impressed, more than anything, that you got his autograph because when it, uh, when at the convention now was out where he was there, the queue. <laughs> to get (laughs) his autograph went on and on. (laughs) Yes.
1: He's very popular.
0: I think the only way I managed to get a picture with him was the fact that we literally went for, like, the first photographs of the day. And I think even that was quite a big Mm. cue. And what was it you got him to sign?
1: Oh, just a picture that he had on his table. Like, I wasn't really prepared. (laughs) Ah, right. <laughs> so yeah, but um, yeah, I had, I have like um, a really cool poster, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of the glove, and I have like a few signatures from the other members of the cast on there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, i like Robert England is the first one I've ever met, so it's just like I was really unprepared and a bit starstruck. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, what did you get complete, to sign?
0: I can, I didn't get anything signed because uh, I literally could not. <laughs>
1: Nice, I, looked the at the queue, queue.
0: Yeah. I couldn't face the queue but at least i got the picture but my god when he said strangle me he <laughs> me, he was right hands on my throat strangle me i'm like okay,
1: i'm not different. surprised <laughs>
0: but this guy's cool yeah. <laughs> so funny and he made he did make it fun yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm intrigued because obviously i have seen the wonderful kind of uh yeah, cosplaying things you do mm. Have you ever dressed as Freddy?
1: No, but I do have the glove. <laughs> you
0: do have the I mean, the glove is just ah. so cool. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Was that a hard thing to buy? Was that one of these things that was very expensive to get?
1: I mean, not really. I think they did. I'm pretty sure they're still available uh, mm-hmm. uh, on on their website. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's fine. It's obviously not perfect. There's definitely some stuff I would change, which mm-hmm. I probably will eventually. Uh, like the pen job and whatnot, but uh, mm-hmm. they're still really good. It's all metal, and it's, it's yeah, definitely a decent replica.
0: So it, it's not been as tricky as, say, it was for you when you're when you getting sent back to the future collectibles, I remember as this person. Uh, yeah, is. no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, there's a different... Between obviously a man- manufactured prop from a company mm. and vintage props that people, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, have used in movies 40 years, like 30 or 40 years ago, it's just yeah, it, some stuff are definitely more difficult to acquire.
0: So moving off uh, off the Elm Street, if I can ask you, what have you got anything in the pipeline that you're looking to put together on your your props or your cosplay stuff that that that's, that you can tell us about?
1: So I am uh, still working on my Ryan from Dark Crystal. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do have like a few bits and pieces I need to finish uh, mm-hmm. for like other cosplays. Um, I need to put up my review p- pictures from Hook. Um, mm. Yeah, I do also have a Brides of Chucky uh, cosplay. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, it some of this stuff are pretty much all there like I just mm-hmm. have to you know put it on and <laughs> like take pictures and see how that looks um but yeah I do, I do have like a handful uh I need to finish but yeah it's it's been kind of like I, I try to slow down because work has been a bit busy yes. and um but yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and what's the most recent because I've not been to conventions for absolutely ages um I think I was going to say, what's the most recent one you've been to? I'm also staring at my Back to the Future poster thinking that I'm pretty (laughs) sure, uh, there's been some Back to the Future stuff that's recently been done, hasn't there? I think, uh, one of the, because the, 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 there's been a convention, I think, was it somewhere in Wales? There's been one on Um. there. Somebody has been from, from the cast. and that's terrible because the name of the lady escapes me entirely. She played Jennifer Co- originally. Claudia Wells. Pan.
1: Claudia Wells.
0: G- oh yes, that's yes. the one. Yeah, yep. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. she's so she she does a lot of conventions. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She's really sweet. See you beating me because I've not met uh, the only person I've met is Christopher Lloyd. Mm. So, so I love Christopher Lloyd. Me. <laughs> he was a really nice man really nice yes guy. um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna swivel onto the bad future again with you emma have you seen the musical
1: yes so what i is went it like so i went to we, the we? um, premiere in manchester so that was the <gasps> first time yeah so i went to the premiere in manchester and i went to the press release in manchester uh then you moved to Linden. I haven't watched the show in Linden, but I did mm-hmm. go to the premiere in Broadway. So in New Gosh. York.
0: I'm so I, jealous. <laughs> uh,
1: it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, the songs are fun. It's just like a big ball of energy, you know, it, it getting thrown into your face. And it's, it's, it's really good. And the, the effects are like really, really good. Like you know, the moving cars and everything. Like they, they, it's like a, a you know, a mix of practical effect and CGI and you know and um, 3D, and it's it's really really well done. Yeah, and the the cast is always brilliant. Like they mm-hmm. pick really amazing people.
0: Yeah, cause I, I really want to see it in Manchester, but mm. I never got the chance. And then COVID hit and everything yes. went down the swally. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, but I've gathered like one of the cool things for people who've been in Manchester on the opening one is that how easily accessible uh, people were. Because right? that's it. Bob Gale, who's another person I met. Yes. Uh, but Bob Gale was there and was just like, I think was Alan Silvestri there as well.
1: Yep. Alan Silvestri. Wandering around. Yeah, wandering
0: exactly. Wandering <laughs> around outside. <laughs> so
1: there was, uh, I actually met Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis was there. <gasps> Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Bob Gale, Alan Silvestri, um, uh, Clasterine as well was there. God, um, wow. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> so, wow. Like some people actually, because at the press release in uh, Broadway, uh, which was mm-hmm. after the premiere, apparently they had like Steven Spielberg sitting <laughs> in the middle wow. of the theater. It's just mind blowing. <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. So for those who are listening thinking, hang on, you've swerved on to, uh, to a totally different topic about yeah, the musical. The question I'm going to take you to is this. So they've made Back to the Future into musical. Yeah. And this will sound odd, but they've also made American Psycho into a musical. <laughs> so could they make Nightmare on Elm Street as a musical? And I think oh, they probably could. I oh, think that, that would, could work.
1: That could work. <laughs> Why nobody has ever done this? I don't that know. That would I think, definitely work. I but then, we
0: might uh, hit, hit on something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then, I, d- I don't know how they would do the death scenes, like, on stage like that. i just, uh, well, I think they,
0: I think they'd find a way. And it, let's be honest, it's nightmare stuff. So you can make some amazing mm. visual stuff. I need yeah. to get onto New Line Cinema yep. now. <laughs>
1: I have to, like, pitch the idea now. <laughs> so. Yep.
0: But can you imagine how seriously freaky that could be? And I think they could do some of the really weird death's blood stuff because they Mm. did it with American Psycho on stage with, like, managing to know whether a blood effect. So I think it could be done. My God, I think I've come up with something quite interesting there. Yeah,
1: actually, I would (laughs) would definitely go to that. Yeah, (laughs) sign me up.
0: We've definitely hit upon something for the future then. Well, Mm -hmm. as we're coming up to an hour, I think we've probably been talking about uh, the night Realm Street franchise in enough detail Emma so I just want to say a big big thank you for being uh, our guest for this episode and coming on and talking to me about it
1: Yeah, Thank you for having me
0: <laughs> Absolute pleasure and just with regard to kind of like your props and cosplay stuff, is there any way people can, if they want to have a look at things or get in contact with us in a way the best doing that?
1: Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, so it's uh, emma medigne e-m-m-a-m-e-l-i-g-n-e so sorry it's very french uh but you can also find me under emma in candyland on facebook so just like alice in wonderland but emma in candyland
0: um, yeah Brilliant. that's great so thank you so much and i hope you. you have a nice day
1: thank you you too <laughs>
2: bye